Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Before our speaker comes up tonight, Norman Harris, Pastor Norman Harris, uh, I just wanted to share a scripture out of Psalms 34, verse number 8. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, the reason I share that scripture with you tonight is because you're about to taste and see. Come on, are you with me tonight? <laughs> Come on, you got to get primed up and ready for this man. He's, he's on fire. He's he going to bring something that you, it's going to make your mouth water. Hallelujah. He's going to bring a word tonight that's going to change your life. You know, one word from God can change your whole situation. And tonight, I believe that one word's about to come out. And tonight, before we leave here, we're going to be saying, Taste and see that the Lord is good, and His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. So tonight, I just want you to welcome Pastor Norman Harris. Hallelujah. Would you come? And bring forth the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. I didn't introduce your wife and daughter, but you can do that. Hallelujah. Welcome to Epicenter Church. I guess after an introduction like that, I better do something. That's hard to follow. My, 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 my. Yeah. There is something about the presence of God. Even when we have our own agenda and want to go by the program, something just says, you know what, let's just stay here for a second. Is, is that all right? We can just sit and rest for a minute with all that's going on in this world right now. Everything that's happening in this state, everything that's, that's going on. And you know what? I was, I woke up about 3 o'clock this morning just eager just excited about what God is going to do tonight. Wasn't moved by numbers. Wasn't, I just wanted his presence. I just wanted his presence. Place didn't have to be packed. It's, that's, that's, that's fine. But I just wanted, the Bible says we're two or three are gathered. So I don't need a lot of people, but I do need, I do need his presence. Ugh. So forgive me for a second. I'm just in that worship, you know, it's just sometimes when you uh 
people just equate it to a whole bunch of other things and whatnot, but it's not even, sometimes it's not even about videos or song that's being played, it's about the heart and the condition of the person that's listening. And so I'm just like, man, it's been a great day. It's been a great day. Spent all day in the presence of God and that's, and was just excited once again. On 12, 13 hours before, I knew I was coming here. Excited to see to see my my to see my leader here, my spiritual father here, Apostle Robert Taylor. You know, the first thing he did when he became my pastor was sit me down. <laughs> Very first thing, it was the hardest thing for that that he that he had to do. But he wanted to see, but but I wanted to see what God had for me. So I did what he asked me to do. And that was what, a hundred years ago? And so do the math. And so now here we are tonight. You know, and I'm most like like most preachers, I don't wanna, you know, I'll get up here and I'll say something like, you know, I plan not to be before you long, but we'll see what Normally, those people that say they plan not to be before you longer, before you're real long. So I'll just say what the word has to say, and then I'll take my seat. And it's a word for this, for this house that I received and actually had before. But the last time I was here, just got confirmation that I needed to, 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 to pass this on to you. Even before you told me, I was, even before you invited me here. But I want to just read these scriptures real quick. And I ask if you would stand with me, please, for the reading of the word of God. And I'm coming from Luke, the eighth, the eighth chapter, starting at verse 40, starting at verse 41. And I'll be going down all the way down to verse 56. I got a lot to say here, but, but God is speaking in this hour. Amen. And he says, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years old, and she lay a dying. But as, as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having, uh, having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent, li- spent her, um, all her living upon physicians and neither could be, be healed of any, came behind him and touched the hem, the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And, and Jesus said, who, who, touched, who touched me? When all denied Peter and they they did that were with him said, Master, the multitude wronged thee and pressed thee, and saith thou, Who touched you? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And the woman saw that he was not hid, and she came trembling and falling down before him, and declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched them, and now and, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made you whole. Yet while he spake, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, Thy daughter 
is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, <laughs> ah, he answered him saying, fear not, believe only and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to come in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. They laughed at Jesus, knowing that she was dead. Wow. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. And she commanded to give her meat. She woke up. She wanted something to eat, probably a cheeseburger, you know. <laughs> And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. I read to you the Luke the eighth chapter, the forty-first through the forty-first through the fifty-sixth verse. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing most importantly the doing of His holy word. Let's pray, gracious heavenly Father. Ah. Lord God, we come before you now in the mighty and master's name of Jesus, thanking you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for starting us on our way, Lord God. We thank you for, clothe, for, for, for being clothed in our right mind. We thank you, Lord God, that, 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 that when we got out of bed, Lord God, had a little pain, Lord God, but we were still able to, to use the, the activity of our limbs, Lord God. Father God, somebody called me called my name out. My wife called my name out and I still knew who I was, Lord God. So I thank you for the things, Lord God, that we often take for granted, Lord God, that we expect to, to see each and every morning, Lord God. But I thank you for them, Lord God, because we recognize it wasn't the alarm clock that got us up, Lord God. It was you that got us up this morning. Father God, we ask that you would have your way in this place today. You would move by your spirit as you are already here and you are already moving, Lord God. You ask that you would bind us all together in this place, Lord God, by your spirit tonight. Father God, you, you've already searched the room. You've already, you've already encompassed it. You've already engulfed it, Lord God. You've already seen, Lord God, and searched every heart, Lord God. You already know what needs to be, what needs to happen, Lord God. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for someone that, for people that are expecting, Lord God. Father God, to come out on a Thursday night, Lord God, and be excited about your presence, Lord God. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that, that, that since they came here, Lord God, move on their behalf, Lord God. Move on our behalf, Lord God. We stand before you right now, Lord God. We are anticipating, Lord God. We're needing, Lord God. We are hungry tonight, Lord God. We ask that you would have your way in this place. Move in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that, that you would hide me behind you, Lord God. Father God, touch their eyes, Lord God, so that when they open them, Lord God, they don't see me, Lord God, but they see you using me. Touch their ears, God, so that when I speak, Lord God, they don't hear me, Lord God, but they hear you, Lord God. Empty me out right now, Lord God, because they didn't come to see me, Lord God, but they came to hear from you, Lord God. And Father God, we just thank you and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Now. Going through uh, 
based upon the, uh, the scriptures that I've already read, I, get, I got two titles from those, for one, one, two topics from those. The first one is um, Desperate Enough to Press. Desperate enough to press. And the second one is, uh, this is the one that, that, that really connected when you, um, Pastor Jamie, it says, it wasn't your time, it wasn't your turn, but it's your time. It wasn't your turn, but it's your time. Look at somebody and say, it wasn't your, it wasn't your turn. Look at somebody. But it's your, but it's your time. Look at somebody else and just say, you know, get to know these. People. Look at somebody else and say, it wasn't your, it, it, it wasn't your turn. It, it wasn't your, it wasn't, it wasn't y'all's turn. It wasn't my turn. But it's your time. And, and, and indulge me. Put up your little imaginary mirror. Put it in front of your face, right quick, and look at yourself and say, it wasn't my turn. But it, we, but it is my time. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. But indulge me, if you would, for just a few moments and whatnot. I just wanted to let somebody know today that it wasn't your turn. You jumped, you skipped the line. But, 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 but it is your time. Mm, that's good right there. That's good right there. Now, giving honor to God, to my pastors. That guy right there. Fellow ministers and deacons, saints in the body of Christ, giving honor to my lovely wife, uh, Tracy. That's her right there. Scripture says in Proverbs 18, 22, that whoso findeth for wife findeth a good thing. 33 years. I know it don't look it. I know. I, I get it. 33 years have come and gone, and she is still my good thing. Now, just to give a little background to the scripture, we already, we've already heard, an unrelenting request to Jesus comes from Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue. His 12-year-old daughter is dying, and he begs Jesus to come to his house and heal her. Jesus agrees to go to his house, uh, to go to the house of the ruler, but now his daughter, daughter's healing has been delayed momentarily because someone in the crowd who, just, who was just as desperate as he was has skipped the line and the momentum of the moment has been sidetracked by a woman with no name but an issue of blood and faith that, that, that got, even got the, the attention of Jesus Christ. And she received her healing just by touching the hem of his garment. The, rule, the, 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 the news then reaches Jairus that, that, that his daughter is now dead. She's now deceased. And so the people then tell him to trouble not the teacher. But when Jesus heard it. See, I want you to I want to stop right there. See, see, a lot of people will tell you some things about your situation. Well, maybe you ain't got one. I just want to talk to those who are in a situation right now, because I'm here to tell you, if you live life, you will all you will always be in three different areas. You will be about to go through a situation. You will be in a situation 
or you will be just getting out of a situation. Mm, that's all right. That's good right there. That's good right there. You know, but 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 here's the thing about it. People will tell you some some things about your situation, but it doesn't matter what they have to say about it, because when Jesus hears about it, mm-hmm, there's something about there's something about Jesus hearing about my situation, about our situation. When when we recognize that that the Lord is able to step in, even when people are telling you, don't 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 mess with him no more. There, there's no need to pray about this thing no more. There's no need to. We got to trust what the doctors say. There's no need to go on and do and continue to pray. But 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 when Jesus hears. But when Jesus hears about it. Mm. My, my, my. So Jesus says, you know what, since they don't believe, let's go. Hallelujah. So so the fact fact that the synagogue official, big man in the community, came to Jesus, showed that not all religious leaders were against him. Because of his trust in Jesus, his little girl was, was brought back to life because Jesus has the power of life over uh, over life and death. Here's some here are a few points that I want to give y'all tonight. Well, like I said, I will not be before you long. Here's the first first point that I want to make this time. Hmm. Doesn't matter. There it is. It does not matter how long you've had your issue. In His presence, He can remove it immediately. I'm going to say that again for those that are crazy enough to believe that God can move something immediately, even though you've had it your entire life. It says it does not matter how long you've had your issue, your faith in his presence. I got to stop right there. Your faith in his presence. There's your faith in his presence. God can make some things happen. So it does not matter how long you've, you've had your issue, your faith in his presence can remove it immediately. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. And because of her issue, she had been legally declared unclean. And there were certain places where she could not go. So for 12 years, she had gone to doctors and priests uh, that told her that there was nothing that they could do for her issue. So this passage tells me that not only did she go to the hospital, she also went to the church. And neither could do anything for her. So for 12 years, she had spent money on getting cured and, and a man had failed her. For 12 years uh, of this woman's life, many have overlooked her and she had probably talked uh, and talk, was talked about and looked down upon because she had this issue. She had she she knew that 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 she could not make a scene and and fall before him like Jairus said, but like Jairus could because because her issue would not allow that. But she heard that Jesus was walking by Uh, and she made up in her mind and believed in her heart that if she could just find a way to touch him, her faith in his presence would make her whole. So she knew that this was the same Jesus who earlier in this same chapter 
had just delivered a man who had been who was being tormented by many demons and used to roam the tombs and people probably probably treated him the same way that they treated her but then Jesus cast the demons out of her out of him into a herd of pigs this was the same Jesus that when the wind and the waves of the storms caused their ship to rock back and forth woke up woke, woke up and and told them both peace be still. And it messed up the disciples so much that they began to say to themselves, what manner of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. This was the same Jesus who, who earlier in the chapter had healed similar women who had similar issues. So he so she decided that even though it wasn't her turn to be blessed. She had declared within herself that it was her time to be blessed. And because she understood the nature of her situation, that she wasn't going to make a scene, but she believed that if, that, that if he did that for them, he could, do, he could do that for her. And she also believed that if she could just touch the hem of his robes, she would be healed and and he would go on to heal the, the leader's daughter. But before he could heal her, I need to be here. I, have you ever been desperate? See, because here's the thing about being desperate. When you are desperate, you don't have any options. See, a lot of us sometimes, we still got options. We can call people. We can get online and we can, we can apply for stuff. But, but, but I'm talking about desperate. When you have no other way to get the thing done that you need to have done. This woman was desperate. Listen, if you have had the same issue for 12 years. She made up in her mind. She said, you know what? I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so even though I know my situation and because of my issue, it tells me that I cannot make a scene. Guess what I'm going to do today? But, but, I'm, but because I can't make a scene, I'm just going to sneak up behind him real quick because I know he's busy and he has things to do. So I'm just going to touch the hem of his garment real quick and keep it moving because I, I don't have the luxury of making a scene like the leader of the synagogue did. So I'm just going to touch him and just keep it moving. Who am I talking to right now? Somebody just needs to... Your faith in his presence, you just need to touch him. Because how can we relate this from, from what we're reading, reading back then to what we're going through right now? Jesus isn't here. Oh, but his presence is. And not only is his presence here, you're filled with his spirit. So, 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 do you, so, so do you not understand that if you are going through something even right now, you have the opportunity. We, we touched God what, just 10 minutes ago? Our faith in his presence. I don't want to be bold or, or, or do anything out of the way, but, but, but you spoke up a, 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 a man right now that's on life support. Our faith in his presence. And the Holy Spirit texts me when he gets up and asks for that cheeseburger. 
Because we have the faith enough to believe it. If one woman had the faith enough to do it by herself, you know, I didn't. How, how much faith will it take for all of us to have to be able? Lord, I know that you can. I know that you can raise him up. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. So this brings me to my next point. You might not agree with this one, but it's okay. Not everybody is going to be thrilled when God blesses you, especially those that were in line before you. I'm going to read that one again. I think I, I think that I related to some. I think somebody felt that. Not everybody is going to be happy when God blesses you, especially those that felt that they should have been blessed before you. <laughs> Let's talk about it. My, my, my. Don't be dismayed when people get upset when your desperation outweighs their number in line. Mm. Because when you get desperate enough, see, there it is, you'll jump the line because your faith has already told you that this isn't going to take long no way. Don't be discouraged by people who are, well, when you're pressing for your blessing because everyone will not be thrilled when you, when you to see you get blessed. You are not going to tell me that Jairus was thrilled. Let's talk about it for a second. Where are the dads? And not just the dads. Where are the girl dads? You are not going to tell me. This man, he's already, I won't say humiliated, but he's humbled himself enough to get into the presence of God and beg for Jesus to come to his house to save his daughter. And while Jesus gets up and agrees and says, okay, let's go, he gets word that his daughter just died. But before that happened, while they're on their way to his house, somebody jumps the line. Somebody skips the line, touches him. And now Jesus has to find out exactly. Now Jesus got to. Who touched me? We were on our way to Jairus house. Now all of a sudden we got a whole nother situation because Jesus wants to know who touched him. And even Peter, you know, Peter, thinking Peter. Man, you're surrounded by people. Everybody's touching you. No, 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 no. These people are thronging me. See, here's the thing. You can be in the presence of Jesus and not touch him. You can be bumping into him. You can be thronging him and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. But, 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 but I dare you to get into his presence and then touch him. And here's the thing. Not only did he know... He had to stop and acknowledge, somebody touched me. What are you talking about, man? Everybody's touching me. No, 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 no. No, no. I know that somebody touched me because I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Somebody just got, somebody just received something. So now he has to stop and have an audience with this unknown woman with an issue of blood. But Jairus is over here upset. Not everybody is going to be thrilled when God blesses you, especially those that were in line before you. Everybody's just praising God for the miracle. 
I know that dad is over there like, can we hurry this up? Yes, yes. She got blessed. She's healed. Hallelujah. Can we keep it moving? Mm, 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 mm. You are not going to tell me that he was thrilled that, 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 that when she had just been healed, all he saw at that time was an unclean person that had no right to be there holding up the process of his daughter being healed. Then after she receives her blessing, he gets word that his daughter just died. So now he's thinking, if we had got there sooner, if we hadn't wasted time on this unclean, unknown woman, we would have been able to get there on time. But I need you to know, that whenever he shows up, <laughs> she can be dead. There was one man in a cave. He was there for, he was gone four days. See, it does not matter what, 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 what people say. It does not matter what anatomy and science says. It does not matter what anybody else says. Whenever he shows up, when he shows up, he is right on time. Mm. See, God deals with time. He's, he, he has something. He, there's something about God and time. That, and, and, he, and he wants you to know that whenever he shows up. Woo. Mm, mm, mm. So recognize that everybody's not going to be thrilled. When God blesses you, especially those that feel that they were there first. You ever been in line at like the DMV or somewhere like somewhere like that, and you've been you've been online for hours, and you just and you just waiting, patiently waiting your turn, and then somebody just comes up in there in front of you, just like mm, like lines don't even apply to them. And you got to just stand there. That's what he felt. Uh. But before we go on to this next point, there is something that take there is something taking place in this passage right here that we have to we got to look at. And that is the significance of the number 12. See, see 12 spiritually means divine government. Jesus is about to establish his divine government. And he's using the number 12 because that is the number of divine government. It is not a coincidence that that man's calendar is also ran in a 12-month period. There's also 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Y'all bear with me. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. So I kind of, this is my realm right here. 12 disciples and then apostles that followed Christ. 12 gates to the city of New Jerusalem each inscribed with the, with the name of each tribe written in pearl. The walls were 144 cubits high, which is 12 times 12, with the city itself being 12,000 furlong square, uh, 12,000 from each tribe of Israel, 144,000. 
12,000 will receive salvation during the end times. Another 144,000, 12 times 12,000 will be taken from earth in order to serve and follow the Lamb of God. And the woman had the issue for 12 years and the daughter, the ruler's daughter was that had been sick and now feared dead. The one that Jesus was headed to touch and heal was 12 years old. You gave a, when I, the last time I came here, you gave a testimony about your, your sister, about your sister receiving a house. How long she had been waiting to get the house? Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. And, and there's, there's one thing that the Holy Spirit gave, gave to me concerning this, and I'm going to walk in this. Because last week, I had an issue. Thought things were getting better. See, and that's all, that's, that's, sometimes that's the way it happens. Things, you thought things were going to get better. Lab test came back bad. Somebody made a decision. We've been doing this, we've been doing this, we've been doing this, now we want to try that. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm on my way to death. Another thing that we have to do is change our perception and how we look at things. And said, so we want you to come into this clinic and we want you to begin to, we want you to begin to start giving yourself insulin. And I remember that my, grand, my, my grandmother died from, from diabetes. And when she went, it was not, it wasn't pretty. But since we're talking about 12, so the Holy Spirit asked me, how long have you had diabetes? I said, from... 2010? He said, well, what year is it now? He said, it's 2020. I said, it's 2022. How many years is that, Norm? Yeah. <laughs> it's 12 years. So the Holy Spirit had to remind me while I'm reading this word about somebody who had an issue that was there for, for 12 years and somebody that had, that had died when they was 12 years old. He said, you had an issue for 12 years. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're reading about somebody that had, had faith enough to just believe and get into the presence of God. And she was healed of her issue of 12 years. I need to also let somebody know that diabetes is an issue of blood. Diabetes, apostle, is an issue of blood. So is high blood pressure. So is low blood pressure. So, so this woman was not the only person back then that had issues of blood, and we are not the only people today that, that have issues of blood. But we were talking earlier today about the same Jesus. The same Jesus that blessed this woman that had this issue of blood 12 years ago is still able to heal us yet today. And I declare and decree right now in the name of Jesus that if he did it for her, he can do it for me. I'm going to just declare that for myself. Is anybody crazy enough to believe with me? Say it for yourself. If he did it for her, he can do it for me. I'm going to be saying that throughout the rest of the weekend. If he did it for her, because if not read this, if he did it for her, he can do this for me. So in the meantime, go ahead and take your little shots. 
But then, but every time I take every time I take one, every time I inject myself, right after I'm done with it, I tell myself, I won't be doing this for long. I won't be doing this for long. And so we're gonna, I'm gonna come back. We're, I'm gonna come back to RCC one day. I'm gonna let you know, Apostle. Guess what? Because you're gonna say what you always. Does anybody have any testimonies? And he knows that I avoid that like the plague. I'm gonna jump up and say, Listen, I got one. Last week I was taking insulin, but this week I ain't taking that metformin. I ain't taking none of it no more because by his stripes, I'm healed. Which brings me to my last point. I told you I gonna be up here. How long have I been up here? Too long? Because they'll give, they'll give me the, they'll give me the, yes, sit down. Brings me to my last point. Everybody can't come with you. Everyone can't come with you. I'm going to say it as politely as I can. Everyone can't come with you to witness your blessing. Huh. That's something. I'm going to say this. You must be careful with who you share your situations with and two because everyone isn't praying for you like they say they are yeah I think I will you I'll say it even slower you must be careful with who you share your situations with and two because everyone isn't praying for you like they say they are in fact, you may have to excuse some of your friends and even, check this out, and even some of your family members out of your, or out of your issue until you can receive what God has for you. Because in many instances, the enemy is not the only one trying to block your blessings. Sometimes... I know it don't happen here, but sometimes it's those closest to you that are doing the most damage because they don't have enough faith to believe that God is going to do it. And because of this fact, they need to be excused from the situation. This was so important to Christ, as you read back in the text. This was so important to Christ that there were people in the house that had to be dismissed. Because they didn't have enough faith to believe that she could be raised from the dead. Because in their minds, they believed that it was already over. Look, this was so important to Christ that he only allowed that he will, he only allowed 25% of his disciples into the room as well. Peter, James, John. Question. Do you have a friend or relative that when you tell them about what you're going through they automatically go into the negative and tell you why that's not going to happen and why this ain't going. You thinking about them right now, ain't you? They are on your. He's talking about. Mm, yeah, I got to stop telling her about my stuff. I got to stop telling her. I'm trying to help us. 
Mm. They automatically go into the negative and, instead of the positive, and then they give a hundred reasons of why that, that, that won't work as opposed to a few that will. Listen, I, I only need one. I can have a hundred reasons of why it won't work. But if God be for me, <laughs> but if God be for me, see, listen, listen, I can have a hundred reasons of why it's not going to work. And I can have a hundred people tell me this is what it says about this. And this is what the science says. And this is what this is what the, your lab reports say about that. But 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 here's the thing about that. We used to sing a long time ago when, when it came to reports. There used to be this song that who asked the question, whose report will you believe? And the answer used to be, we shall believe the report. I just wanted to make sure if anybody else knew that. I need you to know that that still works. I need you to know that, that, that regardless of what the reports say, I need you to know that regardless of what the labs say, regardless of what the naysayers say, regardless of what the haters say, if God be for you, he's more than a, than a whole world against you. You can have the entire, this entire state against you. But if, you God, but if God is for you. Mm. So if you have a friend or a relative that does that, kindly excuse them. I didn't say stop loving them. I didn't say stop loving them. I didn't say, I didn't say just banish them from the face of the, ver or the earth. I didn't say, you know, get rid of their contacts or anything like that. I said, when you are going through some things, you need to be mindful of who you're talking to about them. And if you, and if you recognize that these, this, this is one of those people that, that, that can't give you any positivity concerning that issue or don't have enough faith to believe you, or if their faith is not on your level, then don't, don't, you don't need to tell them about what's going on. We asked the question, well, 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 do you have a relative? I got another question for you. Are you that relative? Because <laughs> maybe there's some things that we need to change about ourselves today because, you know, and, and, and I will tell you that I am one of those people and whatnot because you, you look at me and I know you're thinking, you know, sunshine, happiness, rainbows. Hmm. But, 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 but I... I got a PR problem. <laughs> I intimidate people for no reason whatsoever, simply because I am who I am and I, and I look how I look. But my name is Norman Isaac. Norman meaning conqueror, Isaac meaning laughter. I'm supposed to be a laughing conqueror. If you get to know me, I'm hilarious. I'm a hoot, trust. If y'all keep inviting me back here, trust, when I keep visiting, you'll see I'm just, I just want to get in where I fit in because I love God's people. I love to laugh, and I recognize that laughter is but a medicine. So when that brother wakes up, he's going to wake up laughing, and he's going to wake up hungry, hungry for that, that, that cheeseburger. And you're going to have to make it since you don't like cheese. That's how God does it. So remember, it does not, how long, it does not matter how long you've had your issue. With your faith in his presence, he can remove it immediately. Not everyone, 
will be thrilled when God blesses you, especially those that were in line before you. And sometimes everyone can't come with you to witness your blessing. If there's an issue in your life right now and you're tired of going through it, ask yourself, am I desperate enough? to do whatever I have to do in order to be blessed by God? Am I desperate enough not only to worry about what, to not worry about what people think about me in, in my desperate state? Am I desperate enough to press my way through my situation and get the solution even when it wasn't my turn? Am I desperate enough to make a quick scene and get my faith into his presence? Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.